I'm Nicole. And I'm Taylor. And you're listening to... <laughs> I'm keeping this in. And you're listening to Mary Jane. And Murder. A podcast where we take a break from our crazy lives, smoke a little weed, and try not to get way too paranoid while we're talking about true crime and murder. Weird. <laughs> well, that was fun. It's obviously been a couple weeks since yeah. we... <laughs> this because we just rehearsed that two seconds ago and managed to screw it up right after (laughs) but listen this is not uh cereal this is what you get so (laughs) we are not from this american life (laughs) um okay so hi what is that that is my toddler banging a toy on her bed (laughs) Above us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a ghost. <laughs> okay, so I was going to put a game or something together, and then I was like, I haven't freaking seen you yeah. in forever, so <laughs> so I just wanted to know what you were up to. Yeah, life's been uh, a little weird lately. Our uh, daycare stopped doing daycare, so that's been stressful finding somebody. Um and I've been interviewing at a couple different places. I just interviewed for a remote job today. So hopefully I get that because that will solve some of my issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise I've just been laying low. You know, it's been like freaking crazy two weeks. Yeah. Especially at work. I've been like doing a bunch of stuff at work and now I think we're starting this new TikTok thing. Oh. So I'm gonna I was gonna ask you for your help oh, because you're a TikToker now. I know. I don't know anything about TikTok. Oh. So I mean I spend lots of hours on it. I, I don't know. know if I know much about I it. I told my but... boss, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but my sister in law does, and she's the only account I follow. So <laughs> actually I take that back. I follow like a ninety seven year old grandma on TikTok <laughs> too. So it's just you and grandma. That's awesome. <laughs> Very entertaining. Two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> 
so I was going to ask you what you're smoking, but you don't know. I don't know. Because I did yeah. it for you. Yes. So. Surprise day. Okay. So I have, first of all, Taylor texted me before she came over and was like, do you have anything I can smoke? <laughs> and I said, do you know who you're talking to? She's like, I actually own a dispensary I have in my, my basement. Yes, our pod cave is also a dispensary. That's not true. Don't come after me. I'm not licensed. <laughs> like, That's hold a joke. on. <laughs> hold on. So um, Tay is going to use my PAX 3 dryer vaporizer. Um, and I have packed it with Strawana. Strawana. Like strawberry and banana. Strawana? Bananas. I can't Bananas. say it. Mm. And honestly, I don't even remember where I got it from. I think I got it from Puff. Puff. In Utica, which yes. you like. Yeah. And then I am using this fancy thing. Yeah. Um, this is the G Pen Rome, which I got super on sale for oil day, which we talked about <laughs> last episode. And it's basically for like dabs, but on the go. And it has like a water tank in it. Oh. So it like filters the water. So it's like a mini, it's like a bong on the go type thing. Yeah. But for concentrates and it gets up to like 800 degrees or something. So but you don't feel it? Like, no, 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 yeah. no, okay. no. The water cools down the smoke and, and, and also filters it a little. And oh. so it, yeah, it doesn't feel like warm anything. So for yours to work, I have to use my phone. What? Oh <laughs> it's my God, Bluetooth the technology. <laughs> yeah, these are. Not, this is not the '80s. We, I don't need to spend time with paper here. <laughs> Roll a joint. Right. Okay. So I have it set to 375, which is like how I like it. It'll um, vibrate when it's ready, okay. and then you just that's the mouthpiece, and you just inhale it. And I don't have to hold anything. Nope. Okay. And then I always tell Jeremy, sip it, don't rip it. <laughs> like so just baby slow yeah because if you just like rip on it you're gonna like get burny taste it's not gonna it's not gonna heat up evenly and blah 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 so that is that and i'm gonna turn this thing on and at some point someone's gonna cough <laughs> that is good you like that yeah so that's what i was telling you about dryer vaporizers is like it's not like like you can taste all the different terpenes yeah. in it and like the different flavors and i've yeah. become like how i used to be with tea like, like oh, this has changed leaves. Yes, exactly. Yes, I changed leaves. <laughs> it's like you could taste like I'm. Um, oh, I forgot to say. So I'm vaping in my my Rome. I'm vaping Citrix, which is sativa, and it's it sounds very much like it says. It's very citric citrusy. Um, and if you, I actually like Citrix the strain too, and I don't think I have any right now. But if you were to put up like citrix to your nose and then like something else you can smell like the orangey citrusy like hmm. if you start really comparing the different strains you can yeah. tell the difference and like what flavors you like and like all oh, that like when people would drink wine and are like oh that has like a woody oh yeah a woody mouth feel like you can like, oh, <laughs> like you but this is the same thing yeah. that's why i like dryer vaping and yeah. not lighting yeah. plus it's honestly the healthiest way to consume yeah. well other than like edibles but if you're gonna like right. smoke something it's the healthiest way to do it so yes highly recommend a dryer vaporizer i like the packs there's one called da vinci i've heard is really good i used to have a g pen it's cool because it like i feel Just like it doesn't have as much smell too like i mean I, the pens yeah. don't really have a smell too but right <clears throat> it's light i mean like it's small yeah and i have like a 3d i have this little thing it's called a brick builder 
And so I grind the wheat and I just put it in there and squish it together and it makes the perfect size little brick that goes in the oven. Hmm. Oh, I'm knocking my microphone over. Oh. <laughs> I usually have the Citrix flour. I think this is only the first, if, if I've had this before, it's like the second time that I've had the concentrate and I don't like it. No, you don't like <laughs> it? No, it tastes terrible. Oh no, you I don't just like got it. that thing. I know, but the flour is really good. Yeah, concentrates, I've gotten Jeremy, like, he he likes them because it's a very small amount and it's mm -hmm. very effective and and it's like a different, it's more of a, a head high, mm. um, whereas like, like edibles to me feel like way more like a body high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in the head too, but like way more. You, yeah, you like yeah. feel it. But I also feel like they taste... Like weird, like <laughs> no, oh. the concentrates, and I'm sure it's. I mean, you can get solventless um, concentrates because it's all about how they like extract it from the plant or whatever. Yeah, and so a lot of them use like butane or other type of solvents to extract extract it, and you can get solventless ones, but they're crazy expensive. So I'm sure it's just like it's kind of a chemical, and that's yeah, why it tastes yeah. weird. Yeah, but it's effective and. I mean, if you only use a little bit at a time, it will last you forever. Especially if you have a big-ass baller jar like I do. <laughs> what is going on over there? Oh, no. That was the biggest. No, it, like, I think I still had it in my mouth, and then I was like breathing out. Um, whenever you are done, if you just hold the mouthpiece down, it'll vibrate and turn off. <laughs> but you'll, okay. I mean, if it starts tasting like burny and stuff, and like doesn't taste good anymore, it's probably done. It's done. Okay. Okay, so this was trash. So why you? <laughs> I really didn't like it. I'm gonna get my big ass baller jar kind out. Big ass baller jar. Um, and so while I reload this, how about you tell us what case we're talking about? Today? Yeah. So today, uh, you guys are in for a treat with me telling a story. Uh, <laughs> oh I'm yeah, not, you haven't done it yeah, yet. I'm oh my not, gosh. Okay. And I am not a good storyteller. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, Nonsense. So I'm just I'm just gonna try my best. And uh, anywho, so we're going to talk about Kathleen Peterson, um, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are, know. Um, it's the staircase. Um, was that on, um, what what network was that on? Netflix. Netflix. Oh, yeah. was it Netflix? Oh, yeah. I thought it was something else. Okay. So um, I did watch that again. I watched it a couple of times um, before, but I rewatched it. So I got a lot of my information from there. And then we'll link a bunch of the resources um, that I used. Um, but yeah, so I, we were talking before we started recording and we still like both really don't know if we're fully convinced of who was convicted, if it was, if they really did it or not. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those cases that I feel like you just will never really know. Like, right. I think it's more like opinion based and it probably was super hard to be on that jury and make that decision of did they do it or not. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll dive in. Let me uh, hit this one more time. Okay. Are you high? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. You know just... what? My boss knows about this show. Does he? Yes. <laughs> That's so It great. came up in a marketing meeting that like I've done a podcast before, blah, 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 and he had never heard of that and was like, you did what? Tell me about it. And so I told him about my old podcast yeah. and I was like, yeah, I'm doing one currently with my sister-in-law. And he's like, what's it called? And I was like, I don't really want to tell you. <laughs> it's Mary Jane Murder. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I told him about it and I was like, but don't look it up. <laughs> like, 
Like, he's like, what? And I was like, I just, I don't want you to listen to it. It's not for you. It's not for you. Like, this is a side of me you've literally never seen. Like, That's so funny. And meanwhile, I'm like, how do you get weed out of your system quick? Because I have an interview and I have to drug test. The only people I text and I'm like, how do you get weed out of your system? Um, yeah, so drug testing is stupid. I can't believe we're still doing it. And well, I okay, feel like it makes sense for like certain high things. Crack, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. like I would want to know if my employee was like a heroin addict or something. Right, right. But this, no. This is stupid. It's super stupid. It makes everybody feel good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> Let me get comfy, cozy. All right. So we're gonna talk about um, a woman named Kathleen Peterson. Kathleen was born February 21st, 1953, in Greensboro, um, North Carolina. Sadly, she lost her life on December 9th, 2001, at the young age of 48. And as I get older, 48 just seems younger and younger and younger. Really? Because I'm like, as I get older, that seems like old as hell and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like 90s old now. Like that. I'm 90s old. Someone I saw, I saw someone on Facebook that said, um... Their kids, when they talk about the 90s, they talk, they call it the 19s. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. they had this back in the 19s. <laughs> like, like that's home. where we're at. Go okay, home. anyway. Go home. <laughs> All right, so Kathleen was described as a strong, hardworking, resourceful, and a uh, resourceful leader in her community. She was very well educated. She was actually the first woman to be admitted to Duke's University of Engineering. Really? Girl power. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I yes. love that our last few, Kate, like our last few, our only few. <laughs> <laughs> like we did Tara Grant, who was like a super successful yes. businesswoman. And then our last episode, we talked about um, Maggie, who after she endured all that crap with her family, yeah. is like a kick-ass scientist in another country. Is this and a like, girl power podcast? It wasn't <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it is. We only pick, pick strong women. Right. <laughs> you get a kill. Not all of them. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Who so thought it was a good idea to be high while we did this? <laughs> this like, is great. <laughs> Why do we still have listeners? Um, so she earned a bachelor's and a master's degree. Oh my god. Um, she would go on to work for companies such as Baltimore Aircoil, Merck, and then Nortel. Uh, she achieved executive level positions and received many awards in um, for her leadership and success. Wow. So she was a super woman. That's amazing. Yeah. Especially uh, because... Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> um, especially because this... Like, okay, that's not as abnormal, like, for no. us, right? Yeah. Like, not us, like, like people our age or suddenly. <laughs> but more, like, it's not as shocking. Yeah. Whereas, like, for her and how she grew up, that probably is really Well, and unusual. this is, like, the 1960s, 70s that she was, like, in college and stuff. So yeah. even for a woman to go to college... Right. ...then was, like, right. wow, you know? That was still very much so, I feel, the time of, like staying home with your kids yes. and like, I mean, I think it was starting to slowly evolve into, you know, having two working parents, but yeah. it was still the, you And know, it probably school. only was starting to evolve because of like the world wars, like right. women you having had to. to go to work mm-hmm. and then it just became like more the norm. Yeah. Why are we going off that stage? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So anyway, Kathleen met her first husband at Duke University. He was a physicist. I had to practice Ooh. that word. Physicist? Physicist. Very nice, very nice. Um, named Fred Atwater. They got married in 1977 and had their first and only child, um, a daughter named Caitlin Atwater, on April 27th, 1982. 
Uh, the couple's relationship did not last very long. They were um, divorced uh, because Fred decided to step out and have an affair, like rude. a trash bag. Real rude. Um, not cool. So, yeah, just they get did, out of the relationship. Just exactly. say you're done. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Never understood it. Okay. Um, so then Kathleen moved. She's like, screw this. We're out. Um, and they went to... <laughs> she went to Durham, North Carolina with her daughter. Uh, Durham is where she would meet her hus- her second husband, Michael Peterson, in 1986. Wah, wah, wah. <sighs> this guy. Uh, so he was a novelist and a Vietnam vet. Uh, Wait, does it... When, okay, I've heard that before, but I haven't looked into it enough. I don't know if I did. <laughs> I've heard before, yeah, that he's a novelist. What fucking books did he write? I, you know, I I did not see anything, and I also saw that he might have been like a journalist. So it sounds like he might have just had. I don't know. He was definitely like a sugar baby or whatever it is because <laughs> Kathleen was making the dough for them. Someone's um, gonna email us be like, um, actually, I know. <laughs> Listen, I don't care. I don't know how to talk. You're lucky I'm even speaking right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Michael was married for nearly 30 years to his first wife, um, Patricia, but a lot of people called her Patty. Um, So they they were married for 30 years, but they also got, like, separated, but it was 30 years before they, like, were signed papers and done. That's, see, that's confusing to me, too. Okay. Yeah, because it's like, how old are you, dude? Like, my, like, my grandma and um, grandpa, my -hmm. dad's side, well, his, his mom and his stepdad. Yeah. They got divorced. And then remarried later. Oh, what a waste. I don't understand. Wow. That's mean you jumped to the conclusions. Uh, <laughs> so they had two sons, uh, Todd and Clayton Peterson. They were also raising one of their really close friends, Elizabeth Ratoff. Um, they were raising their two, her two daughters um, after her son's death. Wait, is this, is this Mike and his first wife? First. Okay. Yes. So Michael and Kathleen get married in 1997. They all move in together as a blended family. So Michael brings his two sons and his two adopted daughters, and then Kathleen has her daughter, Caitlin. Okay. So they live in this big-ass mansion, and they literally call it a mansion a thousand and ten times in the Staircase documentary. Who calls Um, it that? Like, the reporters or whatever, they call it a mansion. Oh, I'm just picturing Mike walking around being like, this is my mansion. (laughs) No, no. He tries to act like this. Um, so I'm just a, like you. Me, I'm just like you. Right. Um, so it was 11,000 square feet. Okay, that is a fucking Yeah, it was, it was a doozy. Um, That's really big. Yeah. I, My house is 1,300. I was going to say, like, our house, to get both of ours combined, our parents, a couple other people. So Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so that is, Okay, it's justified then. Yeah. I'll take back my sass. It was sass. super nice. Um, so on the night of Kathleen's death, Michael reports it as a normal night. They watched a movie, they went out by the pool, drank some wine, talked about their day, whatnot. He didn't see anything wrong, he didn't, they weren't fighting, he never says any of this, right? So Michael stays outside and Kathleen goes inside for the night. And Michael goes inside a little while after, well he says a little while after, who knows. Um, <laughs> What time he actually went in. Oh, my Um, God. (laughs) He found his wife at the bottom of their back staircase in a pool of blood. Oh, is this one of those houses that's got multiple staircases? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is their back So why wasn't it called the staircases? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, how many you got? Um, So, yeah, he found her at the bottom bottom of the stairs, uh, all full of blood. Yeah. So he decides to call the police at... 
2.40 a.m. on December 9th, uh, and he reports just finding his wife at the bottom of the Wait, stairs. where do they live? Um, Durham, North Carolina. Is it warm there? Um, I don't know much I, about I think they do I know have, like, warmer. I think they have warmer winters. I don't know if they Okay, because like, I'm like, so. who's just out by the pool? Yeah, it, they must have been, December like, December 9th, like... <laughs> yeah, I think they get kind of, like, they might have a couple, like, a month of... Like our spring. weather. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. So, um... Yeah, so he, when he calls 911, he tells him she's still breathing but not conscious. He sounds pretty calm. Like, I mean, he sounds panicky and worried, but he's just, like, very direct and it was able to give a lot of direction, which is kind of weird. Um, I mean, I don't, I can't even say that because for me it would be weird. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, my God, my husband's just down here. Like, I, I would be like, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, panic. I suddenly don't know my address. Right. Um. But like, yeah, don't so, you have GPS on this thing? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, it was 2001, so probably not. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he described it as an accident to the 911 caller, or to the 911 operator. He just kept saying, there was an accident, there was an accident, there was an accident. He never thought, like, someone came in my house, I, you know, I don't know if someone's here. Like, you know, he just... That's, okay. That makes me think of um, John Benny Ramsey. Mm-hmm. When Patsy yeah. was like, there's been a kidnapping. There's been a kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's it just, like, to me, you would think, like, the way, especially, it, we'll, we'll post some pictures, too. The way that the crime scene looked, like, there was blood splatter everywhere. Like, what? this lady, like, had to have just, like, if she wow. fell on these stairs, she must have, like, Felt really good. threw herself yeah, and then, like, yeah. spun a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just kept saying it was an accident, and regardless, he, you know, never mind of all the blood and the blood splatter and all that. So yeah, he, why repeat? It, it's been it, there's been an accident over and over and over again, and not like there's blood everywhere. My wife isn't okay. Yeah. Like anything, like why yeah. that? It's just it's an accident. It's an accident. He also had mentioned to the nine one one operator that his wife mixed Valium and alcohol, so she probably just fell down the stairs. So yeah. we're okay. Like, okay, that's a lot of information for okay. dispatch. Yeah, like. All right. Well, however, the toxicology, thank you, (laughs) words are hard for me, Um, reported coming back. And so um, her uh, BAC was 0.07. What is that, like a half a glass of wine? Yeah. So I looked up what the legal limit was because I didn't know. For an adult over 21, it's to be greater than 0.8. To be considered over the legal limit. Okay. So she was. Oh my god! I was just doing percent. Oh no, not percent. I was doing like convert that decimal to a percent. I was like eighty percent alcohol. Damn. No, no, 0.8. Move the decimal twice. Damn. Wow. Okay. So got it. So yeah, she. So she was like barely. Yeah. Not yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then her Valium, the, the drug val- uh, for Valium came back um, at therapeutic levels. So basically she was only taking what she it was, was Yeah, it wasn't like she was like overusing or anything like that. Right. Okay. So I mean, obviously you don't want to mix certain drugs, sure. like prescription drugs with alcohol, but it doesn't seem, it doesn't the, the report. Like, like chemically speaking, it doesn't sound like she was inebriated. Right, right. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so she didn't overdose or anything like that. The autopsy came back and showed several large lacerations to the top of her head. 
uh, the medical examiner said that it was it looked like Kathleen had been beaten to death with a blunt object and with several lacerations on her scalp. Um, the blood on her head was also dry, which um, meant that she was left in that in her situation laying there dead for quite yeah. some time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't because uh, Michael kept saying that she was still breathing. So. Oh. For them to, for the blood to be dry. So, like, when the paramedics got there, they had said that they, like, didn't need PPE because the blood was already dry. Like, it wasn't going to get any on anybody. Ew, that's, you should Again, still we're use in PPE. 2001 and things were weird. Oh, my God. So, now yeah. I gotta, now I have to go high ask Jeremy if he puts <laughs> PPE on. You're like, please tell me if the blood is dry. If the blood is dry. Do you touch right? it? Do you touch it? We need to talk right now. I need to know. Um, <laughs> So yeah, she she had to have been there left for more than an hour. Um, so with that coming, with the autopsy coming back like that, uh, the police started an investigation, and obviously Michael was the number one or only suspect. In wow. This. What does our Trello tag say? It's always the spouse. Always, seriously, always. <laughs> Do you say I don't know? <laughs> did I? Oh, I hey, what know. did we put on our Trello? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, the, they had a couple different theories of why Michael would have done this. The biggest one, and the one that they just really were trying to ride home, was that Kathleen supposedly found pictures of a naked man on Michael's computer. And that he was also paying for male escorts. So, would this have been a big deal to Kathleen? Yes, because she was cheated on in her first marriage so right yeah here we are again she's seeing this so could she have started an argument because of it sure sure yeah um however the prosecutors really wanted to make a big deal that it was a dude on these pictures why i don't get it because this is 2001, 2001 damn it like you know everything being, was fucked in 2001 yeah like you know being gay was so taboo and it was like oh my god and he was, Jesus. He was a um Vietnam vet, so like now he's oh. a gay soldier, and, you know. So it's so stupid. So they like really were like putting this on the jury, like, well, he's, he's whatever, like with the dude. And if this ever happens with me and Jeremy, I want the news reports to not mention that he's with a dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just just mentioned it. that it was an affair. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Say it was a stuff deal. Although care. devil's advocate, I mean, I could see why like. <laughs> like I could see how like it's an even bigger betrayal like yeah well because th- they also mentioned that like she is also finding out that he his sexuality is different than what she has thought right so like she thought she married a straight man mm-hmm. and now behind her back she actually has a bisexual husband so yeah. is it a big deal that he's bisexual no but but for the sake of, like, why an argument would be right. started. And you're paying for escorts, so now you're having sex right. as well. Right, right. We need to talk about that, because are we having sex too? So it's like... Listen, if you are, have safe sex. Right. Use a guy. Okay. Uh, always. <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe do you. I gotta tell you about the show really quick. Oh, no. Um, so this, is the part, this is the part where my dad's gonna turn us off. Because <laughs> he does this, listen. <laughs> there's a show, Uncoupled, on Netflix, and it's about a gay uh, couple in New York. Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I saw the app. So it's super cute, whatever. And so, like, basically the guy breaks up with his longtime boyfriend, whatever, whatever. So he goes to have sex, a random sex with some random guy, and he 
the guy doesn't want to use a condom. And he's like, oh, no, we got prep for that. We got this and that. And he's like, what about herpes? What about chlamydia? Like, prep doesn't save you <laughs> Right. That. Prep is that's not, what prep, that's not what prep is for. So this is why you have safe sex regardless of, and you use a condom. So. Anyway. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> See, I, my boss really can't listen to this. It's really not That's okay. where we're at with that. <laughs> <laughs> that just went so far off course. I had to talk about it, though. It's a, good, it's a good show. I just heard it. It is on my list. So. Uh, let's see. Um, so, yeah, but there really wasn't any evidence of this argument, this fight that they... Yeah. And it would be hard to prove that there was an argument anyways. No one was home. It was just yeah. that. So, um, and Mike hadn't said there was a fight at this point. Right. And actually, he or had made a comment, which was also kind of weird. So, he's like, um, he said, quote, did we discuss it? Probably not. But did she know? I'm sure she did. In a marriage, there are things that don't need to be said sometimes, and it's just one of those things. So he's insinuating that and he's both. never come. <laughs> the little side, like, thing you just did. Like, you were talking like a secret to a neighbor. Sneezing and not even coming for me, my quote. Worked really hard on my bullet points. You are doing a great job. Um, so so he's insinuating that Kathleen they might not have had an explicit conversation but she was some she was somehow aware yeah she had they never talked about it but she it's it's an obvious thing she definitely would have known right and like her finding pictures of a naked guy wouldn't surprise her because it was already done yeah um oh my god I thought you were our daughter you're like, uh, thank you. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> what a nice thing when you're high. Extra, I was going to say extra. Okay, like so that was my husband, who I thought was my child, coming down to say goodnight, so I'm really glad it was him, <laughs> delivering us um, homemade banana bread that he made for us this morning. It's super, he's such a domesticated husband. Is well, domesticated? yes, but... I think it's just like a firefighter's real job description right. is, is chef. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, be able to cook. Like, putting out fires yeah, like forty percent of the job is cooking. <laughs> That's okay. He's well, a really good cook. Though. Shout out to Jeremy for the banana bread. Yeah, thanks, Betty Cracker. No, not babe, just Betty Cracker. <laughs> oh no, he can't listen to this either. Dang it, our audience is closing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it didn't really matter that he was. Gay, it just was like, hey, you're cheating on me, and that blows. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, Michael also had a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt, so it's like, ooh, and it's he, from all those escorts, right? So he would have gotten one point eight million dollars in a life insurance payoff um, if Kathleen were to die. So that they, you know, they always try to bring the life insurance into it. You know, yeah. I, don't know. I feel like in every murder case, they're like, "Oh, he had life insurance." Or they, yeah, but like, policy. if something happened with me or Jeremy, like, and this was the case, I, yeah, don't pro tip, don't eat banana bread when you're high. It's very <laughs> sticky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hold off on the rest of that until we're done. But if if something like this were to happen to me and Jeremy. Like, yeah, I have life insurance out on him. He has life insurance out on me. Like, we're married. We have kids. Right. We have a house. Like, of course we have life insurance. Although, I guess it could be said that it's not, like, millions and millions of dollars. Right. 
Right. And but at the same time, they're already millionaires. They live in an 11,000 square foot right. house. So proportionally, 1.8 million is not that much. Exactly. Michael didn't have a job right now. Mm. He's a novelist. He yeah. was thinking of ideas. He was thinking of it. But he, he, was he wasn't getting having, any money for his job. thinking of having a job. So that was like, ugh. <laughs> and Kathleen's job was also talking about doing mass firing across the board. So they were worried about like, is she gonna not having her income. Yeah. Um, because they wouldn't be able to maintain their life, obviously, if she was not working and was not making the income. So, um, that, that one didn't really stick. They weren't really into that. They were like, this isn't getting the jury, so rather stick with the people being gay thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they were, it was like, yeah, he's, he's just gay. Yeah, he's you just gay. With that. Oh my God. Um, and you gotta deal with that. Um, and you gotta hate him for it too, by the way. Like, oh my God. It's so stupid. Okay. <laughs> Because that, well, that's what the jury, the can prosecutors we, were like. Can we be better as humans and just in two thousand one? No, let everyone two thousand no what do oh. whatever they want. Yeah, honestly, they that's want. honestly that's my standpoint on life. I'm like, I, I do just, me, you do yeah. you, and like, can I we really don't give a fuck what you do over there? Just yeah, I don't, don't care die. who you're with in your bedroom. And why should just you love like, whoever you want? Private. And be happy. Okay. <laughs> just love who you love. Yeah. Uh, but not in 2001. No, in 2001. That was not was okay. Like, You're disgusting. Um, so, uh, earlier, I told you that Michael and Maddie, or Maddie, oh, geez, Patty. Um, oh, who's Maddie? <laughs> Michael and Patty um, adopted their really good friend Elizabeth's two daughters after she had passed away. Right. So, um, Elizabeth had also fallen down the staircase and was. Oh, his ex-wife? No. Patty was his ex-wife. Elizabeth was the really good friend. That they adopt. So they adopted the kids because... Patty... Patty fell No, up. because Elizabeth died. Because Elizabeth yes. died. Yes. So Elizabeth By falling down the stairs. Yes. Patty's friend with the girls that they adopted, their mom, fell on the stairs. Fell down the stairs. Okay. Correct. That um, was... This was it bad. Was well, here we are. <laughs> um, so this obviously got brought up during... Michael's murder case of um, Patty. Nope, not of Patty. Is Patty alive? Patty is alive. Okay. Patty is alive and lives in Germany. She is Germany. She knows yeah, the so F I here. And no, Michael and Patty lived in Germany together. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he that. noped the F out of there. Yeah. So okay. he and then he came here and yeah. So um yeah, so he that death got brought up and they actually so this is wild. They exhumed Elizabeth's body because there was already a trial in Germany against Michael because he was the last person to see her. Oh. Yeah. So he was the last person to see her after he dropped her off at her house. Oh. So he was. And he was tried over there. He was tried in Germany and was not found guilty. Her manner of death was actually um, due to a, a brain hemorrhage. So. Okay. Well, yeah. If I fell down the stairs, I'd have a brain hemorrhage right. too. So they called it like natural causes. What? Yeah. So oh. yeah, he he um they did not find him guilty. I mean, do people not know what hemorrhage means? It means you bled a lot. Yeah. You bonked your head and you bled and a you lot. Bled. Right. You hemorrhaged. So uh yeah, he they exhumed her body and the same um oh god, what are they called? Medical examiners. Oh. Um, so the same medical examiner that did um, that did Kathleen's mm-hmm. autopsy then did the second 
autopsy on Elizabeth. So this is where it's kind of like... So they exhumed her body and flew her to... And did a second The one. U.S.? Uh, I think or they, 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 they went yeah, over there yeah, and did another there. one? And they did a second one and changed the manner of death to homicide. What? Yes. So I was like, mm, but he didn't get like retried or anything for that murder, but they definitely played on that as well. Yeah, they, do they, they have like, do, I don't know why you would know this, but do they have je- double jeopardy over there like we do here? Like could they bring charges? I don't know. Or is that not just like a know. U.S. thing? Yeah, I'm not sure. And I know they're all different over there. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. They do have double jeopardy. Oh, so they could have. No, so they so they couldn't. Oh, they couldn't have. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Um, so that's that's I guess why they didn't pursue anything. (laughs) Um, Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the reason that they blamed Michael was because obviously he was the last one to see her alive. Um, so they you know they really put that on him and used it against him in that in his um, new trial. So. Anyways, um, basically, they Michael was um, convicted of first degree murder and was sent to prison in two thousand three. Um, he then filed several appeals, and I learned a new word. Um, he entered an Alford plea, and this those was, are so rare. It always like I don't understand. Yeah, I so, mean, I know I know what it is. I understand what it is, but I don't understand why that's even enough. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, it, it basically means the defendant acknowledges that the prosecution has enough to convict them, but maintains their innocence. Yeah. So I did not know that. So, so. it's, yeah, so like if, um, so who recently took an Alfred plea? I can't remember. Um, or maybe I, maybe that was when I was watching The Good Wife <laughs> on Paramount Plus. But, um, yeah, you're saying I'm not guilty, but I realize it. If I was in front of a jury, they would probably yeah. find me guilty. Right. But I'm not. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I, I truly don't feel like they... Because they did find, like, a blunt object, which was the fire poker, that could have been the murder weapon. But what was it, like, super clean or, like... It was... So they... Yeah. It, it, yeah. And they couldn't find any, like, hair or anything on it. Right. Would, so... Because she had the lacerations right. on, on the head. Yeah. Right. And, um... So, yeah, he... he um, Pled the, did the Alfred plea, and so he served eight years um, in prison after that, um, and then he was given a new trial. Oh, wait, hold on, I messed that up. Hold on. So, no, he served the eight years prior and then entered the, the Alfred Okay, plea. I was going to say, usually the Alfred plea, the point of it is to get you out of, of yeah. jail. That's so a the, deal you usually make. The trial um, was in 2011, and then he got the Alfred plea. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that he um, then was only sentenced to 86 weeks in prison with the Alfred plea. So they still gave him imprisonment. Right. Interesting. But he had already served 86 months because he got time served. Oh, I was going to say, did he get time served? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, did he get time served? Yeah, so he got time served. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's my story. But, um, so, yeah, Michael, he, there was... I feel like there was a lot of very um, circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. with him, and it was it, it was just so much hearsay. Yeah. Right. Um, well, yeah, especially because it happened when he was alone with her, so there's no right. one there to co- corroborate it or exactly. You and know. they because they lived on such a large property, there was no like they tried to do um, a voice recording or to see if he could hear her screaming when he was sitting out at the pool. Yeah. And. There's really, I mean, the, the do- you talking about in the documentary. In the documentary, yeah. It was. It's been a long time since I watched. Yeah. It. So they they had um, 
I mean, there's just no way. Their property is so large. Yeah. And even the pool is a good distance away from the home. Yeah. So they, they that just wasn't. Did they have? A, I can't remember if you said. Did they have a good marriage? Yes. Everybody like explained their marriage as like great. They were always happy. Their kids. Okay. So it's not um, like they were always fighting. Yeah. And... No, their kids were like they never fought. They were you know they never even picked an argument. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, however, Kathleen's daughter um, did turn on Michael, and she's like, the, the the way that the blood is splattered, and the way that she fell, and the way that she's found, isn't just falling down the stairs. Right. So she was the especially only one to the have house. multiple lacerations to the top of the head. Right. Like, I mean, she would have to literally like roll on the top of her head, and what kind of stairs did they have? Because like. Unfortunately, my kid fell down the stairs, and we have those metal... Oh, yeah. She fell from the very, very top of the stairs. It's horrible. And we have, like, the metal edges on them, because it's the basement stairs, so... And even after her tumbling literally down the entire flight of stairs, she only had three stitches in one little spot. So, like, how did you fall down those stairs to the point that there's blood spatter everywhere? Yeah, and they did have um, a blood spatter specialist That's what I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, they did, and... They actually were saying that it, it um, didn't look like a homicide. They were like, oh, she could really? have coughed. Like, she could have fallen and then coughed, and when she covered, it splattered in a certain way. Really? And then they also said, um, with the blood force object, they um, said that there was no back splatter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. they were saying that it was impossible because there, it, it was a very small, confined space where the staircase was, okay. and they said that there would have had to then Something on the, on the wall or on the, the ceiling. Side. Yeah. Right, so they, they were totally, because the, the prosecutor, um, not the prosecutor, the defendant um, is who hired the blood spatter specialist and all of that. That was my only issue with the documentary, was it's obviously uh, on his... <laughs> Thanks, Siri. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's obviously very one-sided. It's like the Stephen Avery... Um, yes. documentary right like it's very pro defense yeah and I think and his his defense attorney was like a little firecracker he I mean obviously you want somebody like that right if you're trying to get out of of course a murder case. of course yeah um but he even like he even pushed him sometimes he was like just tell me Michael just tell me I don't want to be surprised either you know right. so he was um you know kind of pushing on him <clears throat> on him too so but yeah it the the documentary definitely showed a lot of just you know the defense and how they were trying to basically explain everything that yeah. the prosecutor was bringing up but even though it was a defense um like, like a pro defense yeah, yeah. pro defense it was filmed by his camp so. yeah so but it's still like i don't know i feel like it was still you're still very much so like wondering at the end yeah. like i wasn't convinced still that like there's yeah. no way maybe his team's just not very good at editing things i don't know but i i still was like it doesn't explain the big jabs in her head like yeah and i mean her stairs did turn so there is like a possibility for her to hit her head on like a corner yeah um, you okay. know because they kind, they kind of went like this yeah yeah and um but multiple times Right, how you hit this corner, you're the falling past The same spot. Like, and do like, you get back up and do it again? Right, and and to the way, with how deep and all the lacerations were, like, she had to have, like, directly fallen, smacked like, that on her head with yeah, a blood, yeah. bunch of force. Like, she would have had to have been pushed or you know, something, something. Um, to even kind of make that um, kind of that impact on her. angle, yeah. Yeah, 
And um, so, I don't know. They, I think that the prosecutors didn't do as good as they could have as far as, like, trying harder to get more um, actual physical evidence. Yeah. You know, and maybe maybe because it was 2001 that it was hard to deep dive on somebody's computer, you know, like how much you can get off of there. Um, And I think that maybe Kathleen and Michael were very private people and maybe didn't share a lot of their relationship and like maybe Kathleen didn't um wasn't a very feel like touchy-feely person and didn't reach out to like her girlfriends like yeah hey you know yeah although Kathleen's sister was did not agree with like Michael she actually went on the stand for the prosecutors oh really yeah she right against him yeah because and she's the one that was like she got them that fire poker mm-hmm. for a gift I don't remember if it was like for Christmas or what um so she was like he used it like yeah. It was right there. It would have been in the living room, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just tough because you really can't. But th- then, there's no evidence anywhere. But then there's the, I mean, it could also just be that Mike Peterson is a very callous person mm-hmm. and is a very good sociopath. Right. And that's why I mean, cal- is charming and like, aha, of course I didn't do, like Ted Bundy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just and that's what Kathleen's daughter kind of said. She's like, because a reporter had asked her, like, I thought you, you liked Michael. I thought you said there was no problems. And she's like, I did like the Michael I'd known. Like, I knew. Yeah. But he has another side. Yeah. Basically. Like, he was a really good actor, you know? Yeah. So she's like, I'm now realizing, like, who he also is. Like, Ooh. he is also, like. Ooh, that's, like, chilling. Right? Like, he is. And you know, there's so much, like, that's. How a lot of people end up getting murdered by people they one of their best friends or of course. you know it just like that in your last case it was that boy they were yeah, best friends yeah. and yeah. then he's really a freaking psychopath yeah. like literally yeah so I think that he I just because I'm like they, the husband always did it um, I'm like I feel like he he did because there's no other explanation right you know well. Oh, yeah. What's your theory? What, yeah, you had a theory. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay, this is... Um, I'm actually surprised that you... Maybe you did hear about this, but it was not in the documentary. There's this theory in the true crime community that she died from being attacked by an owl. A fucking owl? <laughs> your face! I wish I had a camera going just now. Your face. Yes, an owl attack. Um, in 2008, Ooh, his neighbor Larry Pollard put forward the theory that Kathleen had been the victim of an attack by a barred owl via a series of YouTube videos. They're common in Durham, North Carolina, where the Petersons lived, and there's a lot of examples of them attacking people by dive-bombing the head. Pollard said that what might have happened is that either the owl got into the Peterson house, got spooked by Kathleen walking into the bedroom, attacked her and caused her to fall down the stairs, or that she was attacked while in the front garden out of earshot of Michael, then attempted to walk up the stairs before collapsing down on them. <laughs> this is a big, big ass freaking she owl. Died because that would, if that happened, I mean, it would, it I mean, would explain the gashes on the top of her head from either owl talons or beak, I guess. Okay, I, I, how big are owls, dude? I thought <laughs> well, owls they were pretty freaking big. Are they? Yeah, I mean, like. You get, there's like little ones, and then yeah, you can get like big ass owls. Huh. <laughs> I thought there's. I don't know how big is a barred owl. Oh, I don't know. 
This, <laughs> this theory says, plot twist, Kathleen's not dead. <laughs> oh, no. We aren't going to do this to this woman. Why? Uh, what is wrong with people? I don't people? know. This is just like, eh, it's not actually Kathleen. That one's stupid. Oh, yeah, my God. Plot twist. <laughs> it's like, what? No, she- her dad. She, she is. For real. She's for real, for real. I forgot what I was looking up at that because that shot. The, so the owls. Bard Owl. Member of the true owl family, Strigidae. Strigidae. They belong to the genus Strix. Okay, that doesn't help me. Characteristics of a barred owl. That tells me what color they are. Oh, you're looking for a size. Yeah. A lot of people think about this owl, it's man. It's smaller than a great horned owl, but larger than a barn owl. Does that help? <laughs> How do we hear those? Yes. I totally know what oh, you're Oh, this one, this has a, it says it's between a crow and a goose. Which I still feel like is a really big range. What is this website? Allaboutbirds.org. Uh, it's org, though. It's org, so it's resourceful. Right, exactly. You can count on it's it. It's approved. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Well, cool. Thanks yeah. for doing that one. Yeah, sorry, guys. Taylor sucks at telling stories, but no, I, I liked it. Hey. It was good. You need to have better confidence in yourself. This well, is this is a girl power podcast now. Girl power. <laughs> oh God. And Aunt Taylor is waking my kids up. Then <laughs> come home with me. No one sleeps at my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fine. You just stay up all night. Come in my room four times a night. It's fine. All right. Well, the, I want to hear if you believe in this owl theory or yeah. not and why. And because also, to if me, you it really sounds outlandish, but then the other part of me is like, but, but. things have had, like crazy shit happens. Yeah. So um, I want to hear everyone's opinion. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. See you next time. Decent. Don't get attacked by an owl. <laughs> You've been listening to Mary Jane and Murder with Nicole and Tay. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at Mary Jane Murder Pod, on Facebook at Mary Jane Pod, on Twitter at Mary Jane Murder, or send us an email at Mary Jane Murder Pod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail by going to anchor.fm slash Mary Jane Murder Pod and clicking on the message button.